Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I shoot my shot, I hit my toes. 187, that's Andrew Cole. I shoot my shot, I hit my toes. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Cole. Cold. Murder a beat, I'm cold. I link up with bro, that's. I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals, I let man act like they don't know Check man's record, I learned that code, 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold, when I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle of the field and check like scores, but I still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Muga Making United Great Again I'm the host today, I'm Michael Akadiri, and I'm joined by two two very familiar voices to you guys. What's going on, Rodney, man? What's going on, my guy? Yo. How are we feeling? Uh, people? Uh, vibrant. Vibrant? Vibrant. That, that sounds like a 9 out of 10. If I was going to put it on a scale of 10, that sounds like you're on a 9 out of 10. I'm on a high, isn't it? Two wins in a row. It's the best we can hope for right now. Hey, momentum, yeah? Momentum FC. <laughs> in, in Ten Hag, we trust you. Yeah? Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. We've gone too far with that one. That's New Lux manager. It's not mine. <laughs> it's not my guy. And then Sebs, what are you saying, my guy? Yeah, we'll never be great, man. We'll never be great. <laughs> hey. We'll never be great. We'll just, uh, you're making it it's over, man. Like, we might have to change the name of the pod, bro. Like, oh. yeah. We might have to change it, man. Nah, you can't see light at the end of the tunnel. Nah, no light for you. I can't see no light. It's dark, complete dark. Cool. It's bird box. <laughs> Jeez, man, said it's bird box. We're looking around, blindfolding, yeah. Wait, complete darkness, bro. I can't see no light. Bro. No bro. light. No nothing. Man, man said Sandra Bullock. You know that's crazy. <laughs> Before we get into the pod, obviously. We, we, we haven't changed the name just yet. Make United great again. And we're heavy on the great again because this past weekend, we lost one of our former greats, Sir Bobby Charlton, 1937 to 2023. Um, I'm sure most of our listeners know this guy was a United legend, England legend. And we talk a lot about mental, mental health, mental fortitude in the game today. It's more of a conversation topic. Uh, but this is Sir Bobby Charlton was someone who not only survived uh, the Munich air disaster where his teammates unfortunately did not survive. But despite overcoming that mental and physical trauma he sustained in that, he was able to recover and lead his team to not only league titles, European titles, but also his country to the World Cup. So we just wanted to, uh, as a podcast, to show our love and respect to uh, United legend and hopefully someone that was great, the team can push us forward to be great again. So rest in peace, Sir Bobby Charlton. Shut him up. Most definitely. Most definitely. But let's turn attention to this past weekend. Uh, we were at Bramall Lane uh, to play a newly promoted uh, Sheffield 
uh, United. I'll just go through the team that lined up. So we had Andre Onanananana in goal. Left back, we had Victor Lindelof deputising because we've got three left backs. You can't stay fit. Uh, Centre-back pairing, Harry Maguire back on his old stomping ground, partnered by the veteran that we call Johnny Evans. And at right back, we had Diego Dalo. Uh, in the holding positions, we had Sofiane Amrabat in more familiar territory, accompanied by the goal machine that is Scott McTominay. Uh, on the left, we had Marcus Rashford, fresh, fresh from his goal on England duty. Uh, number 10, our captain, Captain Marvel, Bruno Fernandes. And off the left, uh, Anthony, I believe this is his first start after coming back from his uh, period of leave. And then up top, we had Rasmus Hoyland. Uh, I won the kid. I won the kid up front, particularly when it comes to the Champions League. So, Rodney, what did you think about that lineup when you when you saw that had been announced? Boy, that midfield, smelly. So as soon as I saw that midfield, I knew what was going on. I knew you didn't what was think nah, nah, getting the nah, goals nah. in. You didn't, you didn't see nah, Sofia nah. Amrabat, the defensive solidity, Bruno picking up those spaces nah. in between. You didn't want nah. convinced that those midfield profiles don't have what you need to control football matches or sustain attacks, sustain pressure, create chances, put attackers in. You know, like the basic stuff in in football. That yeah. that midfield doesn't really have it. And then the game kicks off, and you see that McTominay is playing further forward than Bruno, and you know you're in trouble. Uh, the back line you got Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans, obviously. There was a surprise in there from one of those two. We'll talk about it a bit later. Then you got Victor Lindelof on the left. So, you know, Rashford is not getting any overlaps, underlaps. So, once again, he's going to be out there probably trying to beat 3-4, man. They're just, mm. There's nothing in that. Up top, obviously, we got Starboy. I put that in quotation marks. You know, you don't believe it's a Starboy? I, I I don't know. The wonder kid. It's, football manager, they call him a wonder kid. That's what they'll be got, calling my man. I don't even play football manager, so that's actually a good thing right now because I can be absolutely honest and say he has the ingredients, but it's gonna he has to put to put it all together. He needs to play football matches, and, and how long is how long are we gonna wait for him to put it together? It, obviously, he's a twenty year old, and we'll, we'll probably speak a bit more about him a bit later. So I won't mm, go mm, into mm. too much monologue. But looking at the lineup. There's, there was no confidence for me, no confidence. No, I've seen this weekend probably about six, seven teams with a better lineup, maybe wow. even more, maybe even more. Obviously, the teams, uh, the, the teams that are going to be challenging for the title Arsenal, um, City, Liverpool. Then you look at Newcastle's team, Chelsea's team, <laughs> maybe even you can go as far as Brighton and Villa and, and mm. um, those, those kind of teams. So yeah, the lineup did not fill me with confidence, and it didn't disappoint. So, right, okay, Rodney, you th- you said you were vibrant. It, it don't sound like <laughs> <it>, my guy. <laughs> um, well, the, the, the problem, the thing is, we've won a football match. You take what you get. When you're at the yeah. bottom and things are like things aren't as great as they should be, man, you take what you take what you're given, man. So, so it sounds like Rodney was taking a little smash and grab. Uh, Sebi, was you in the same sort of feeling when you saw the lineup? Was you a bit of a uh, a downer for you? Uh, for me, it, it does. It doesn't. For me, I'm, I'm not really like I've stopped. I stopped looking at the lineup and expecting anything, bro. I just expect total despair, <laughs> bro. Like I don't like. I, I, there's no one that you can put like like in the lineup where I'm gonna be optimistic anymore, man. I just think you know this is just where we're at. Like I, again, I, I know we have like a bunch of injuries. But I'm not gonna lie. I'm just not. I'm not feeling anything, bro. I'm not feeling like there's there's no spirit within the team. So yeah, man. When I'm looking at the lineup, I'm just it just is where it is, bro. It's just like, can you guys? Are you guys gonna embarrass me today, or are you just gonna at least like get a dub and and, and leave? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you're just purely apathetic with it. You just like there's no, there's nothing there. You're not moved at all. Nah, I'm not. I'm not moved at all. At all. At all. Not one bit. Damn. Okay. All right. No, you got to be an honest. I, I respect it. So the game, the game starts and Sheffield United uh, playing a bit of pressure. 
uh, in the sort of first sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes. Onana had a save to make from Matt Burney. Um, uh, Rodney, what did you kind of think about the opening stages? Because we have, have to admit, Sheffield United started on top. So, as I said to you, having um, pre the lineup and everything that I think about the midfield, the back four, and what we had up top uh, on the wide area, just the whole lineup. I'm not surprised. I've watched Sheffield United a few times and they've given better teams a hard time, to be honest with you. I know they're bottom of the table and they've got one point, but they, yeah. they do compete really well. And United aren't. They aren't the best starters. We aren't. We aren't. We aren't the best starters in, in games, especially away from home. I think that's our only our second away win. So I, I wasn't surprised at all. Was it a little bit embarrassing? Of course it is. Um, Sheffield United are bottom of the league, but it wasn't at all surprising. And I kind of expected that to happen because you've got Amrabat. I think this is probably his second game playing DM. Yeah, maybe, maybe second game playing DM. Yeah, yeah I think I've been playing for against Brentford. And then you've got Bruno, who's is not. You don't want that as your midfield partner or someone just in front of you and McTominay in front of him. There's no, there's nothing there defensively. There's nothing there attacking wise in terms of like being able to control control a football match or put string passes together. So it's kind of what I expected, and we saw in the early stages. Of, from about minute five, Bruno just hurling the ball wherever he wanted, back to his usual self. Nothing like we saw last season. So uh, you're not you're not going to be able to keep possession. And I think in the first 25 to probably about 35 minutes, uh, Sheffield United had about 10% more possession than us. So yeah, disappointing, but not surprising based on based on the midfield that that we put out there. Yeah, so, um, but I think mean, you're very right. We, we we were conceding sort of balls in the midfield, but then obviously, I guess the difference in quality tells they had they had a strike and goal, as I mentioned earlier, that you know, may, maybe a more confident striker would, would put away on Anana made the save, and then we sort of got up the other end. And then I guess we what we call him the goal scorer in midfield, uh, what we call him, uh, Scott McTominay, Max Source, what, what are we calling him right now, man? Because he seems Everything he's touching turned into goals. Sebi, what what did you make of his strike? Bro, it was I can't even I can't even guess it up. Like I can't even guess it up, bro. Like I'd love to come in here, I'd love to come on the pod and say, yo, like I'm buzzing, like my source. I can't even guess it up, bro. Like, bro. I felt nothing when, when <laughs> I, felt, I felt nothing, bro. I felt, you know, I'll put some 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 stuff in the chat, but that was all for sure, bro. I literally... <laughs> like, I was you, got, you got man like Bruno passing it to his eyebrow, bro. Like, yeah. like, what, like what are we doing here, bro? That's like, the craziest pass. I don't even know how he how he managed to get so much hype onto that pass. Fam, fam. He's right next to it. He's passing it to his eyebrow. Like, I, I don't... like, And also, like... I say... Like, I, I remember I, I tweeted or off the account before the game started, I said, United are the only team that can face a team that's just lost 9-0 and probably lose them or give them a result or give them something. Because I, I felt like, like I, I generally felt like, like that we probably may have like lost that game, right? You got, these guys just got slapped 9-0 like two weeks ago, last week, bro. So mm. like, you know, like confidence on the ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And morale's on the ground, and I was saying, yeah, how the hell is their morale to bounce back from that nine de- nil defeat? More like more passionate or a bigger motivation or bigger motivation than Man United winning a football game and 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 progressing and trying to trying to make sure that we finish, you know, in the best best position you know, uh, that we can. Like, how's that motivation for them bigger than us? Because all it just seems like is, it's like, it's like two years ago when teams are just outrunning us, they're outplaying us. It's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's horrible to see. Yeah, I, it's very hard to pinpoint what has changed between uh, last season and this where, you know, uh, we seem mentally fragile. We don't seem up for games, no motivation. Eric Ten Hag is still talking a, a, a good a good game in the press conferences, but then when the team goes out on the pitch, it's just like it's, they seem clueless. Rodney, any any bright ideas? What's going on? Uh, that's that. For I think for Ten Hag, 
the summer wasn't great. The signings, I think even the stupidest guy on Twitter could have told you some of those signings are a big, big risk. Mm. So I think you kick off the season with needing Mount to hit the ground running and not only hit the ground running, give us some of his best form to date. You, yeah. need, you need you needed Anana to hit the ground running because there there was a big obviously hoo ha about how David De Gea left, and then obviously you need you needed Casemiro to be who Casemiro was in the early parts of last season and not who he was towards the end of the season. So he kicks off the season. So there's, there's big risks with the signings. Obviously, we have got a 70, 70 million pound teenage striker, and when we need the goals as it is, so. There was a lot that he needed to go right. And obviously, yeah. football is a lot about luck. And it just hasn't gone that way for him. And then you've got the injuries. And I think this season, he's probably tried to implement whatever style he feels he's about. Whereas last season was probably just trying to get through the season and um, put some maybe ideals down in terms of like being able to outrun teams, competing. And I think this season was more about him actually laying down how he wants the team to play. Considering yeah. you can say when his best team plays, is about seven or eight of them are his signings now. So I, I think it's been a mixture of, of, of a lot of things. And then the Sancho saga, then the Anthony saga. So a lot has gone wrong and we had a difficult, we had a difficult opening um, run of games. So for him, it's been difficult. It's been difficult. And he, I don't think the ball on the pitch can be excused. But a, a lot has happened. A lot has happened in um in a short space of time for him. So you can yeah, give him that. A lot. Yeah, go on. Go on. You can give him that, but it is his second year. And um come on, bro. The football, the football that we're watching is it just reminds me of previous managers, which is which is is baffling. Because last year, I didn't think we'd be where we are. Just, I didn't think, oh, okay, we're going to win 10 straight going into the season. But to have lost six games already and, and to be on a negative goal difference and to be so so far behind in terms of football from the other teams, it's, it's quite embarrassing. Obviously, the second half was, um, was, a, was a little bit better, was, was a little bit more, how can I put it, more united. Still individual brilliance, but mm. more it was more of okay. I can see us winning this game and not actually losing. Second half, I didn't feel like we'd we'd lose the game, even though we conceded again straight after scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into that. Obviously, McTominay gets the goal. You know, con- continuing his recent fine vein of form, and then just two minutes, two minutes, maybe we'll too busy celebrating. Just two minutes after. Uh, he, he concedes a penalty with a handball. Seb, handball for you? Any complaints? Uh, yeah, handball, but you can just see that the refereeing in this league is not consistent, right? Because, right, if we're if we're gonna give a handball for like it being that close or whatever, there's handballs mm. that we should have been, uh, you know, that we should have uh, kind of benefited from. But again, like, it's not even about the fucking handball, bro, and. I posted um, a clip on the Mugger account, which is got struck off a copyright, um, but <laughs> of Bruno losing the ball, right? Because the whole sequence, right, is you know the we we have Man United have the ball. We've just scored. We've 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 now got possession. Uh, maybe a minute uh, a minute after scoring, I think Lindo passes to Maguire. We're trying a few passes or whatever. It basically comes back. Bruno's like the deepest midfielder, and then it comes back to Bruno, and Bruno tries to hit the most Hollywood pass for no fucking reason. After we're one nil up, we can win the game one nil, brother. Like, like if the like you don't have to. This is what people don't are not getting. You don't have to force the chance. You're winning. You can win the game one nil. Right. Mm. You have to. You have to carve out your opportunities properly. You can't force. The two 0 like you can't force the you, bro. Like you're trying to do too much. Like let the let the game play the game, retain the ball, like play in your patterns, and when opportunity comes, go get another goal. Just like forcing it with a long pass makes no sense. So anyway, he forces it with a long pass. Brentford now have uh, control of the ball. Like uh, they try to hit a pass. I think Lindo intercepts it, but gives it away. But 
some comments from that clip were saying, oh, Lindo actually gave away the ball. No. Lin where the ball is, where Lindo gives away the ball, Brentford would have never been there if Bruno does not give away the ball. In the like, you have to think of the first mistake. Bruno does not, if Bruno does not give away the ball, they're nowhere near our box. Anyway, it gets played out wide and obviously the handball comes from it. But it just starts from not being able to control the game. Like, why? Like, I'm glad that that clip grenade launcher has come out, bro. The guy is crazy. <laughs> He's a real grenade launcher, bro. He's just trying to throw anything anywhere and just say, yeah, you know, if it lands there, it lands. If it doesn't, it is where it is. We move, bro. And for me, like, when we, when, like, you were speaking about Ten Hag and his tenure and we didn't expect things to be this bad, you know, this year. For me, like, making that guy captain and when this guy is incapable is one thing. But when he has the attitude that he has, right, and I don't know why it's not picked up on by a lot of the fan base and it's obviously mm -hmm. not picked up on by senior management about, like, when we're losing or when things are going rough, how he acts, right? Making him captain... And pretty much a leader of the team for me is a sackable offense. Wow, you yeah. should, you think he, Eric Ten Hag should have been shown the door when on, he put the armband on Bruno Fernandez? That, that's on, a strong on, statement. On. You know what it is, bro? You, you, Bruno is like a virus, right? He's a virus. Man <laughs> called him COVID nineteen. You know that's crazy. Go, go, go and look here. I implore everyone to go and look at every single game where we've got a drumming and Bruno's played. Yeah which is, I think, is probably all of them. If not, he's probably missed one of them. Go look at every single game and look at him as a as a, as a a player when things get tough. Look at his body language. Yeah, he broke the when you're, two, that. when you're two, three, no, Dan, or whatever, look at his body language. Look what he tries to do. Look how he sometimes is hiding. Look how he just start, his arm starts to struck. When, when, when even if you go one, no, Dan... And then the team's on the attack and he has to come back and make a tackle, right? Look how he behaves, bro. Look at that body language. When you start to deep Bruno's body language, and if you're mm. calling that guy the leader, you understand how it's infectious and it spreads throughout the team, bro. If he's yeah. not happy to work for the team, right, and when the team's going through tough periods of time, he's not motivating the team, he's just fucking complaining, how the fuck do you make that guy captain? Yeah, yeah, that it's, it's it's a very good point. Who would you have made captain instead, Seb? In my opinion, I probably would have made Casemiro captain, right? And it's less or so to do with his performances because I don't think his performances had matched, match, you know, um, somebody of, of that level uh, over, let's say, like the last, like, nine or ten months. However, yeah. one thing from an attitude perspective, Casemiro's spot on. Right, mm. he might be yeah. getting slapped or whatever. He is spot on from an attitude perspective. From he's always trying to trying to boost you. He's always trying to motivate you. He's always he's always try, like even if he's getting moved to bro, you like I'm not seeing him. His head drop. I'm not seeing none of that, man. I'm seeing a positive attitude, and that's like a real leader, bro. I'm always he's always trying to lead. Right, he might not be leading again via performance, but nobody in this team is really leading through performance. So. When we talk about leading through attitude, Casemiro is a prime example of attitude. Regardless, he's always trying to motivate, man. So it'd probably be Miro. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, no, I think that's a good shout. You're, you're right. He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't throw the towel in and he, and he runs to the last minute. Even if his body's given up, his mind hasn't. So, Rodney, any advances, or would would you go? Would you have gone with Casemiro as well, or would you have stayed to Harry Maguire? Who knows? Uh, I think your captain probably needs to be playing football matches to be a captain. So, not <laughs> not Harry Maguire. If I had to pick, it it, it would have been Casemiro. I, I, I don't really have as insightful take as Sebi does on his um, attitude, but the sound bites he was given or was rumored to be given when he was signing for United about turning them around, about really chipping into the project and 
what else that that to me would have been enough to go above Bruno I would I wouldn't have made Bruno captain even even off of a good season last season I, I don't feel he's quite captain material he doesn't have he doesn't have the personality for it to be honest with you the only thing he does have for it is he's always on the football pitch but that's not enough at this level so I kind of agree with Sebi but uh that's the manager. The manager's making a rod for his own back. That's who you've made captain. That's who you're going to rely on. That is essentially who you look to in difficult moments. Yeah, and in difficult yeah. moments, that player is giving away possession, can't dribble, can't play under the press. He just he doesn't have... Um, he's not... I hate saying players have low IQs, but the way he plays, is sometimes his IQ level is just... Ridiculous. Well, what you say, but could it can't be just just be a risk taker? He likes taking risks. He likes to. Yeah, I've, I've met, I've watched, I don't know how many players who take risks with their passes, but don't play the way that he does. There, there, there shouldn't be a trade off. You shouldn't lose your IQ when you're trying risky passes. Like there, are, there are players we've watched in that number ten position. Now, fair enough, it's a lot different now. There's a, there's a lot less space to operate in, but. A lot of players we've watched who play that position and still don't play how how Bruno plays, even when they're taking risky passes. I'm not saying Bruno has to finish the match with 98 pass completion. Mm. I'm saying in moments when you go 1-0 up, like Seb alluded to, you you know you're most vulnerable after scoring. It's like one of the old cliches in football. So what do you do after you score? You control the game and you go again. You keep Mm. keep going for five minutes. Yeah, but um, he's he's um launched the ball. Fair enough, a lot a lot has happened after he launched that ball. But you've given away possession, and, and he did it all game, and he's been like this all season. And the only time, the only time I've seen Bruno get any accolades has been at international level when they're playing farmers and electricians <laughs> and plumbers <laughs> and grocery men and people that people that just take football as like a nine to five, pretty much as we do. So um, yeah, I, I I agree with Sebu on that one. Even in the second half, when when we played well, he wasn't he, he wasn't the catalyst, and he wasn't he wasn't really involved in in much. He he definitely wasn't too too much involved in the goal uh, that came with some play with obviously Ganacho came on for Anthony, uh, Ericsson came off for Matt Tomney, and Martial replaced our wonder kid, and some play down the left with Ganacho and Lindelof. Lindelof plays it across the. Across the D, it goes to the fella one one full back to the other, Diego Dallo. Hey, 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 Yo, bro, why didn't you just say the block? Why are you saying across the D? Hey, hey. Yo, hey, 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 that hey, kind hey, of hey, hey, man. Hey. Oh my god. Hey, that's a reach, man. You guys are gonna tear your nah, hamstring nah. reach. You're gonna tear you gonna across the D. That's crazy. Nah, you're, you might have to pull your hamstring. Nah, you, that's a stretch. That is that's a stretch. stretch. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. And just play the ball across the D. You want me to say it again? That you didn't even play the ball, bro. You say Linda playing it across the D. Like, why did you say that? <laughs> like, why, why? I don't get it. <laughs> why did you say you squared it? Like, why you say... he, he, he squared it. He squared it. Let 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 let. I'll, yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it PC for you guys. Lindelof squared the ball from one fullback to the other, and then one touch Diego Dallo to control it, and then the other top bins. Did, did that surprise you, Rodney, or do you think you've seen Dallo strike the ball like that before? I mean, if you're gonna take as many long shots as he does or try it, one has to come off. Oh, but... <laughs> vibrant man. This one, is, this one, is one has to come off. It's a great goal, but he's always trying. He's always trying that. He's, so it doesn't surprise me that one's come off out of a hundred. But yeah, yeah. C- congratulations to him. <laughs> <laughs> Congrat- That's not my guy in it, so I can't. I can't give him too much of that. If it was Wan Bissaka now, yo, hey, the spider, yeah, a different thing. But it's Dalo. He just uh, Ramba Sako say he just had to smash it. No, that's mm. oh, that's uh, that's the other guy. Agolo, Agolo, Agolo. I'm getting them mixed up now. But Seb, were you more enthusiastic with 
Dallow's strike compared to Rodney. Yeah, man, I, I, I think Dallow's been the most consistent, one of the most consistent players for Man United this um, this this season. Uh, and I'm like, it's good, man. I'm pleasantly surprised, bro. I think he's um, definitely like, yeah, bro. I think Dallow is that we've seen obviously this form before, but I do like, you know, in 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 this current United squad how consistent he's been, and I do expect, you know, a player of that technique to score way more goals, man. I think he's got he's got good technique, especially when it comes to the the first and second third. We've always questioned him in the in the final third. I think it's mm-hmm. obviously Croston has always had some questions um, and maybe he hasn't scored enough goals. I think in this modern fullback era, um, as well as assists, you've got to be kind of chipping in with like three or four per season or whatever. So it was definitely good that he that he, that he scored that goal. Um, and he definitely has that in the locker because he's technically clean. Um, mm. For someone that's technically clean, in regards to, you know, just like striking the football and crossing is just not consistent enough. So hopefully he can kick on um, and improve the final third play. Do you think that argument's dead about who the right back is between Wambasaka and Dalo? Do you think Dalo? No, they're back? both they're both crazy, man. They're both crazy. <laughs> I, think, I think they both have like, you know, their turn in regards to who wants to be on form versus who don't want to be on form. And funny enough, that all, that never comes when they're both that never comes when they're both on, like in the squad, like when one's on the bench versus one's starting. It's when one's injured and the other one, the other one's playing with nobody there. That person is able for some reason to then kick on. Um, so it would be great to have uh, both Wambasaka and Dallo both in the squad competing and having to look um, over, you know, uh, each other's shoulder for you know a, a big portion of the season. Um, because, yeah, I think we could probably see the best of them both. Uh, I'm still unclear in regards to, like, who's better. Um, I think they're both good at, like, different things. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, this person's better. But then this person goes on a stretch of, like, 10 games where they're just doing a a madness versus, you know, another player having a stinker. So what that actually does show is that we need to replace both of them. <laughs> no, it's hunt facts. Facts. Whilst we're whilst we're having civil war amongst ourselves about those two, uh, the wider picture is they're both really not at the level that we probably need. And too inconsistent, man. And yeah, very, very, very inconsistent. Um, yeah, it's, I, an, I it's an area where we've muted on the pod in the past that we need to strengthen. Obviously, in the summer. Uh, uh, Eric Hag focused on other areas that arguably we can still say we still need to strengthen. So <laughs> I, th- I think that's a, a fair point. But we were able to see the game out and, and get the three points uh, from Bramall Lane. That currently leads, leaves us eighth in the table on 15 points. We won five out of the nine games, lost the other four. So at the time of recording, Tottenham haven't kicked off, but we're six points from the top. So is it all doom and gloom? Bro, six points from the top already, plus, you know, like... Could be nine. Plus the fixture, yeah, could be now, but also the fixture list that's on that's on the horizon, it's definitely doom and gloom. Like, it's just, <laughs> we got, yeah. we got, we got to pattern up, bro. There's a fixture list on our horizon that can mm. leave us fucking, what, 15 points from top once once everything's all set, set, mm. uh, set down over the next, like, you know, two, three weeks, which means that, you know, even though all hopes of titles done, but which would mean that you're mathematically, not mathematically, but you're realistically out of the title race in fucking November, which is disgraceful for, uh, yeah, like disgraceful of a, for a team of uh, Man United size. At least like last year, it was like February where it's done. Do you know what I'm trying to say? You can't be out of the picture in November. That's absolutely insane. Right, no, so, I agree, man. Especially yeah. the second year into the project, you can, it's it's not supposed to be worse than the first year, especially yeah. after you spent so much money in right. the summer. Like it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be worse. Right. Uh, no, friendly facts. Yeah, we we lost we lost a couple games. I remember when I was I laughed on the pod. I was look, looking into the fixtures in October, thinking you know the the run of about six games that I thought you know we could get uh, wins from. I thought between Burnley. And uh, the City game that we got on Sunday, I thought we'd win all of them. But obviously, we lost to Palace at home and Galatasaray at home in the League Cup and Champions League, respectively. So, we've got a home game 
in the Champions League against uh, Copenhagen. Uh, Rodney, I don't know if you've seen much of Copenhagen. Um, I but don't have you... to see anything of Copenhagen to know we're losing that game. <laughs> yeah, that, it's, uh, it's just, you know what? I'm going to be fair to them. Second half, it wasn't a great performance, but we did deserve to win in the end. We did create quite a bit of chances. So if it, but Sheffield United and Copenhagen, there may be different sides. I'm not sure. I haven't watched much of Copenhagen, but I know my team, and I know my team aren't on much. So going into that Copenhagen game, it would be very United, and the way the season's gone to lose three on the bounce and be out of the Champions League before the group stage final game, which, which there's so much pressure on this game already. We're only playing our third game in the group stage and there's so much pressure to win it. We need to win our next, is it three or four games? Otherwise we're Absolutely. out. Absolutely. We've got a, we've got a, because now we've got two games with Copenhagen home and away and realistically... You need uh, for any point. chance, yeah, we need to we, we need to beat both. We need to beat them both times before. We and then we need to, to beat Gala, and then we also need to beat Bayern. I hope Bayern drop points somewhere. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can't go into any game and say yeah, it, it's it's a win. I know we've got players coming back like regular Don and um, Varan coming <laughs> back into the side, Casemiro coming back into the side. But I don't, I, like Sebi said, the lineups never really matter. Like, you think, oh, okay, cool, Amrabat's going to go into the centre, or this man's going to come back at left back, or this man's going to be on left, right? Like, no matter who comes in at the moment, it's the same process, it's the same viewing, it's the same result. Like, it, it doesn't really matter, man. So, I'm not confident. If we, we, we should on paper beat Copenhagen, but if we don't, it, it's not it's not a surprise, man. So Seb, if, if Rodney's fears come come to fruition and we, we, we lose at home to Copenhagen, that'll be three straight defeats in the Champions League group stage. So, uh, a Champions League that we were fighting so hard to return to and then to lose three in a row will be such such a poor return. Would would that put pressure? Would you think that could be the door for Eriting Hag? It should be the door. As soon as the final whistle blows, like he shouldn't even be able to get <laughs> like, I need, no him at, no. I need him at square from Old Trafford straight, yeah, straight away. Bro, I need him from, from Old Trafford straight to the week cafe in Amsterdam, bro. I don't want stuff. I need to out of here. Go Yo. back. Go back to I'm so disappointed with him, man. I cannot believe I think this is the biggest trickery I've ever had from a manager. Big facts. Likewise. Biggest trickery, bro. I don't think anyone post Fergie has ever tricked me as much as he has. Like, I'm just oh, the philosophy with, with the with the tactics and the philosophy. Obviously, bro, I don't know what his uh, like. Someone asked a question on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it the other um, yesterday about who who had the right idea post Fergie. Mm. And, I, and if you'd asked me in the summer, I would have said Ten Hag far and like it's not even a contest. But you have to say Louis van Gaal, which, which really puts the microscope under Ten Hag. Like the football under Louis van Gaal sometimes was, uh, just you kill yourself if you'd watch yeah. it now. Yeah, so, yeah. you finished me. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he us. There were games where I just... Uh, I, I, That's I, when I started watching basketball. LVG. Yeah, yeah, same, same, same. That's when I started following Golden State, man. Just to yeah, get some joy back in my team, life. Just to get some joy back in my life. So Ten Hag has really... I know, obviously, at the top of the pod, I said there's a lot going on for him right now, but some of the lineups and the players that he's leaving out, like... Um, Hannibal, like obviously, man, I'm not gonna ride for that guy to start, but he's he, he gave you performances, you gave him praise in the press conference, mm. and then you doubt you haven't really played him. Instead, you're favoring playing players you know aren't good. Fair enough, McTominay, you rolled the dice with him and he scored three goals, but well, that that's a problem though, isn't it? Yeah, that midfield, yeah. center midfield is where we've got a few options if you want to call them that. Yeah, um, they're, not the, they're not the best options, but McTominay's causing him a headache because he's scoring goals that are winning are making the difference in games so but as you drop down you should say you should say thank you for the two goals but i'm starting this fella just so you can get your process just so you can get your your um football across 
Don't mm. just play the guy because like, he's, he's not going to be able to maintain that. So when he doesn't maintain that, you now take him out of the team and you're back to trying to get the process right. Say thank you for the two goals, put him back on the bench and get your process right. So just spud my man, say, hey, Scott, yeah, love no, that. You've got to be ruthless, bro, because mm. there, there are players who, who the way I think you want to play, are better suited to it. Yeah, yeah. So that, like, he's just funny. making decisions right now that probably they're not going to benefit him long term. It's, it's very short term, and you can tell he's under severe pressure because to be starting McTominay after wanting him, you know, or after being able to say, yeah, you can go, and not playing him up and not really playing up until the last game, that you're under real pressure then because you're overlooking players who are probably better suited to the way you want to play football. But and even outside of his goal yesterday, he was trash. Bro, I think you touched the ball mm. eight times or something. That, that's that, that is shocking. He was trash. And that's, also... That's criminal. Can't say. No, that's criminal. I just said that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's criminal. And also, shout out to Marshall, who ran around and did nothing. <laughs> I was, was going to be positive. No. Shout him out, because he ran around, and I think he did a nutmeg. That's all he did. All get us... Now, Honestly, he stopped Ganacho. He should have had an assist because Ganacho wasted a guilt edge chance. At oh, the end. yeah, 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 yeah. He, he should have yeah, had an assist. Yeah, yeah. Had uh, that Ganacho, um, just before obviously, just take to go back, but that Ganacho, um, cameo disaster. <laughs> it was, you know, it's one of the performances that was on the cusp of being sick. Probing, it was disaster. Yeah, probe away, bro. But come on, man, some of the decisions he made crazy, even for his age, crazy. He's a young new, new father, man. Maybe he's not getting enough sleep. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give him that. We'll give him that. Let's get to some listeners' questions real quick. Let's ask one or two. Thank you so much for putting uh, these in. We've incidentally actually uh, started. We've even answered one of these questions from uh, ZS London about obviously making Bruno captain. So we won't go over that again. Um, What's the move? So ZGSSK, Zeki Knight, yeah, appreciate the question, my guy. He's like, what's the move immediately? If you could make the call, are you getting rid of Eric Ten Hag now or giving him until Christmas? Who do we bring him right now if he goes? So, rah, it's, the mood has changed amongst the fans. We're talking about Eric Ten Hag out, you know. Is, is that what we're really saying? So, Rodney, what's the move? Um... It's all for me right now. If we were to get rid of him, it's dependent on on who really is available, and I can't see, I can't think of too many names. Obviously, I'm not well versed on football um, on the continent, so I don't know many uh, that many managers. Obviously, the high profile ones that I think maybe maybe Zidane, but whether he comes to United in this fucking mess is, is another thing. So it all depends on whether United have a, a, a good a good manager lined up. If not. It doesn't at this minute in time. It probably doesn't make a difference because you're going to throw a new manager into into an absolute madness. So it's a, it's a car crash. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's there's a no point putting a new man at the wheel wheel for this. So probably, I it's it's going to sound mad. Just give him till the end. Of, you you kind of have to give him to the end of the season. This doesn't really benefit us bringing any anyone else in. And if you can turn it around, the risk to reward is obviously is higher. But if we get a new manager in now, the process starts all again, bro. We've just spent three hundred million, uh, two hundred something million, on players that a new manager might not even like. So I, I but, think I think you got to give you, you got to give it to him. There's just the circumstances aren't really right to get rid of the manager right now. Seba, you have the same thought. I know you said that he should have been out the door in the summer when he gave Bruno the armband. It's time to back out the banners, man. I need that guy out. <laughs> right, out of my uh, inherit Ten Hag we trust. Uh, I, was for, I was calling from Ten Hag from like four years ago, bro. I was calling for him from like four years ago. That's why I'm, that's why I'm so disappointed. The thing is, right, the thing is, bro, and it's, it's crazy to say Ten Hag and Ralph would have been the perfect combination. Ralph doing the transfers and Ten Hag just being a coach, not a manager. I don't think he should be should have been a manager. I think he should be a coach. I think the, the team, the club, he underestimated the league, which is what, to be fair, uh, I remember Pep coming in and doing the same, right? And Pep saying the same thing. Um, uh, I think as well as that like, clock. Uh, they underestimated the Premier League. But if you've seen 
uh, better managers than you come in, underestimate the Premier League, then get it right, right, in regards to recruitment and the type of players they need. Why the hell are you making some of these decisions, bro? It's, you know, one thing is about the, what we're seeing on the pitch, but all the back office decisions where you're recruiting players and you are the main driving force for some of these players, irrespective of if you've got your first player or your second player, is why for me you deserve to kind of leave the club, right? I look at Anthony for 90 million. That is the, it's, I'm watching him play yesterday and I'm like, are you telling me I can't do that? I can do everything that my man is doing. No, no, it's, it's facts, it's facts, it's everything, facts. Everything he did, everything he did yesterday, I can do. You can roll over the ball on your left foot, yeah. I can roll over the yeah. ball on left foot. I can yeah. drop the shoulder. I can, run, I can run in a diagonal line and turn back and get tackled. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can kick it past a player and then take a little clip and jump on the floor. He, I'm telling you, oh, you can't volley it 10 yards wide. Or I can, I can do all of that, bro. I can, <laughs> cut, <laughs> I can cut in and curl it into a keeper's hands. Right, all of these things that bro is doing, yeah, I can do, bro. So in my head, I'm looking at that and I'm like, like who, like how do you part with ninety? It's like if my if he was bought for forty million, it would still be a bump. Yeah, if 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 he was bought for forty million, he would still be a bump, bro. Like, there was a clip the other day of, like, Dan James running down the right-hand side and clipping in a cross for Rashford. And everybody said, if Anthony was in that same position, that goal does not happen. Bro, I, I, on my life, Dan James is better than, um, better than uh, Anthony. Like, he's better than Anthony, bro. Anthony's so bad. Like I, I, And people are saying the reason why he's good for the team because he holds his position and he's good for balance. Bro, that's fucking mad, bro. You might well, you, bro, you might as well, bro. You might as well fucking put a scarecrow on the on the on on the on the right hand side and tell him stay, <laughs> plant the scarecrow on the corner back there. And yeah, it's balanced that way. Just but bro, it's so crazy what I'm seeing. Like ninth, bro, there's like, and then now when we go to rectify this, you've got the like, and we try to go to a club and say, you know what, we need a right winger because my man is shit. Guess how much they're going to charge us? 90 yeah, fucking that, million that, or 100 that, million. That premium. That be premium yeah. Because we've just did this fucking bullshit. Pedro Neto, we're linked with him. Yeah, guess what? You know, it's going to it's gonna be very, it's going to be very peak when we try to pull up to Wolves and say, yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to buy Pedro Neto. They're going to say, all right, cool. Yeah, you bought Anthony for 90. We think Pedro's better. 130, please. But we're, we're, <laughs> we're finished, bro. Yeah, we ain't just, we ain't getting no Pedro Neto. Uh, the right hand side is is gonna be a myth to it's gonna be a myth to sort out within the next two years because, like Seb said, agents, clubs, they're gonna use Anthony's feet as a benchmark. Like, hold on a minute, you just paid ninety million pound for a player you know now isn't good, but you paid ninety million for him. Why would you get Pedro Neto, who clubs are chasing several clubs better than who are in better position than United right now? Why would you get him for less than Anthony? Like, well, it, it, maybe we have to look like internally. That. You know, maybe an Ahmad Diallo pops up and he becomes the man. Maybe uh, yeah. Palestri. I don't, I don't want to hear that name anymore, man. I think like it's one. It's, it's it's one of those things when a player doesn't play, their stocks are just bro. Guy high, bro. Like, I'm not saying Ahmad can't be the truth. I'm not saying he, he can't come in and, and obviously do better than Anthony. But um, we're, we're talking about a player we've not seen play first team four at, at United. Like, yeah, coming. It's the same with Maino, really. It's all coping mechanisms for us. Open mechanisms, bro. Guys, are, hey, we, we guys, need it, though, man. What else guys, have we got? Insanity. Guys are posting clips of Maino passing the ball outside his foot. I'm like, we're finished, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Premier League football, like consistent game. Premier League. He's not. Don't think he started a game in a prem for us or whatever. Right. The hopes of the club of the great Man United, bro, are on on the shoulders of KB Kobe Mano and Ahmad Diallo. Fucking over. Fold the club, bro. Fold it. It's 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 crazy that that. 
You know, I, I be, every week I'll be saying, yeah, yeah, wait till we get Amra and, and Kobe. But it's just me trying to cope from day to day. Opium, bro. It's yeah. Opium. Yeah. And you know, it works. It gives it me works. comfort at night that, yeah, come come, um, whatever game he's coming back in, probably um, after City, we might be good. And then he'll come in and we probably won't be good. And that will be no yeah. slight on him because he's a good player. But we probably won't work out. And then I'm going to look for the next man. I'm going to go to Dan Gore or something. And, and then, you know, just keep going down the line until there's nothing left. Uh, gosh, that's what we do. But uh, apart from the people that actually maybe watch these players like week in, week out before they were, um, before they hit the mainstream, for the most of us, it's just we're just trying to cope, man. Just coping, man. Yeah, but, that, but that's all that's all we can do. That's that's, yeah, all, that's that's all we got. That's all we got, that's all we got man. But we I'm gonna close it there, man. Thank you, everyone else who sent the question. Sorry we couldn't get through all of them this time, but love for obviously participating and hopefully we can get through it to next week. We've got a busy week coming up. We've got Copenhagen on Tuesday when you guys will tune into this. We've got a big game against Manchester City. So I don't know what cricket score or rugby score that's gonna be. And so, got... we need to so, sim that game. Hey, so so you know, I, I we didn't even get a chance to go into that, but we know it's not going to be pretty. If you don't, if you don't even know what Copenhagen's going to give us, then Lord was knows. There, was there a lot of questions that that we didn't get through? Yeah, uh, there's quite a few, but it's just more. It's funny, we answered some of them in the pod, so okay. you know. Well, you about... know yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, all right, all right, cool. All right. Let's go through this one. Seb, Jeez. appreciate your time, my brother. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, Rodney, we'll, we'll give you this one, Alexis. Uh, obviously, from, from Chetty has, has dropped in with a question. So he's saying, for right now, for the current side, we can either do one or two things. A, we bring back a prime Sir Alex Ferguson as the boss, or we keep Eric Ten Hag and we get Wayne Rooney at number nine. So when he played, I think, the 2010 in 2011 season, 2011 2012 season, when he was just on business. And he was banging in the goals. So, which one would you take? Would you take Salex back to galvanize his current squad, or would you keep tearing hard and get Rudy in? Oh, that's a good question. That is a very, very good question. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say Rooney with Eric Tenhag. Oh, explain. I just think even for this version of Eric Ten Hag, because obviously we've got two different ones from last season and this season, <laughs> even he would find it difficult to fuck up with Mr. Wayne Rooney up top. I think uh, I think him, Rash, and um, whoever on the right, with maybe Mount or even Bruno, but it could be it could be scary. The reason I say I'd uh, prime Alex Ferguson, maybe not so. Not that I just don't know what he does in this era of football uh, that's uh, that sounds so crazy to say that, that, that sounds very wild my brother but, but um yeah I, i'm 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 not sure I, i'm not sure it's, it's a very good question R- rooney oh gosh i would love to watch rooney every week again man love to <sighs> that, that that can ferguson compete with the money that's in football now where everyone else has strong squads and he can't pinch players from he is a great manager but there's so much is different now as nah i'm gonna trust in the years that fergie's giving me and bring back prime fergie fuck it fuck it he he he's definitely winning titles where hey, man. dominance i'm definitely bringing back fergie we we are winning games but then, but then, is he gonna sign a new new deal with the devil and then are we gonna be shit for the next 20 years after he leaves again, look, man. Look, he, he had. He had I, I would go with Salis Ferguson, man. I think, yeah. like he got, he got the best. Even in his, uh, what his last seasons, he was getting the. He had man like John O'Shea playing centre mid dubs, doing nutmegs on Luis Figo. Yeah, and that. it's very so true. It's he, very... he could galvanize. He will galvanize these players, and you, you have Martial running to channels, beating oh. off. Hoyland yeah. doing the same, man. You're, you're gonna have, I think you're gonna have Johnny Evans looking like a world class centre back. But him, you know I think I mean? this this version of Pep and and Klopp, obviously, it'll be tough, man. When Mourinho, uh, Mourinho came first time, there's there's all errors in it. He had errors. Wenger. He adjusted. He had yeah. he had got adjusted. Danny think he had Mourinho yeah. come. He was he was shook initially when yeah. Mourinho come. Oh four, man. Fergie, yeah. Fergie was getting fisted up, but 
you know, he, he came back with a with a True. free peak. So th- he knows what he's doing, and I think that he'll, he'll suss these boys out, man. A lot of uh, pretentiousness in the club, and that's what Aaron Takal's trying to do. That's why there's this standoff for Jaden Sancho, but there's word that he's available in the squad now for Copenhagen. So we'll see. So really? he would do. That, that's why I, I read, man. No, no, no. It's a, um, Sky Sports messed up. It's um, Eric Turnhag was saying Sergio. Oh, okay. So Sky Sports trying to get some drama, getting the clicks. I let me clean up that question though, because my answer was messy. Definitely Fergie. Definitely Fergie. Definitely Fergie. Yeah, man. Although I do miss Rooney. Definitely Fergie. Definitely Fergie. And just we'll go last, last one. Uh, Ja Aboladi. He said, "What are your thoughts on the current patterns of play?" I know they watched videos back all week from the game, so I can't fathom that this isn't Eric Ten Hag's fault. The technical floor is low, but a good coach can still find a way to mitigate such things. So clearly, uh, Abola D would welcome back Fergie as well. But what do you think? What, what are our current styles of play? Uh, there's, uh, to be honest with you, uh, you're probably asking the wrong person. Because I, I don't, I even last season, I didn't didn't see too much when people were saying inverted fullbacks and the, the midfielder doing X, Y. I don't really, I'd never saw it then and I don't see it now. The most I saw yesterday was probably Amrabat splitting the centre backs. That's that's the that is the most I saw and McTominay playing ahead of Bruno, whatever that brought to the game. Um, in terms of patterns of play, I me personally, I don't see much in any of our games. Mm-hmm. Like I said at the top of the pod, the the football's horrendous at, at this minute, and um, I think I was saying on on Twitter we'd. We deserve to win games. It's like Sheffield United. We definitely deserve to win games, but we haven't. The performances aren't there, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Another man might come on and say to you, he's trying X, Y, Z, but I, I, I don't see it. Even the um the pluses that Onana was supposed to bring, his passing doesn't look like what I was told it would be or what I saw in comps. So I really don't know what we're trying to achieve. I think Eric Ten Hag's just trying to get through a little spell where his best players aren't available to him. And I think maybe when they come through, you'll start to see him put down what he really wants to put down. But I, I really don't know in terms of what we're watching, what, what, what he's trying to achieve. Many people have said the manager plays what he sees, as in he comes into the club and he plays the way that is appreciated. So he's very versatile, very flexible in that sense. So he doesn't even have like a Louis Van Gaal, like a rigid way of playing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you what the patterns are play. I don't see them. So to answer your question, I don't know what they watch when they watch the tapes back, but I don't know what they do in training or anything like that. Because right now it's pretty much individual brilliance. So, yeah. Well, that's a, that's that's a, this is a criticism that we levied that Oligon Solskjaer. We demanded his head. We got his head. We 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 cut off uh, his curls. We got a bold. We got Hitman <laughs> Hagen. We got a bold man. In. Now I want to chop his head off. So we're moving like Henry the Hate. We're just beheading bare these managers. We're not satisfied. Mercy for blood. The Oli lot. The Oli lot that loved Oli are having a field day at this minute. Having an oh. absolute field day at this minute, and they had to be quiet all last season, but this season they're having a field day, and that just shows you where the manager's at. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are enjoying that he's under pressure, and it's sad, it's sad that we're here, but here is where we are, man. So we can only, we can only <laughs> hope and pray that you know we get to a point where we can say United is great again, but we're looking like we're a long way from that. But the journey to greatness starts with Copenhagen. Uh, it'll be today when you guys listen to this. And, woo! Hey, man. Sunday. Woo! Hey, let me not talk too much about that drubbing, boy. Yeah. Woo! We might just do a patron review on Copenhagen and then completely skip next Monday's pod. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on the results. <laughs> you might not hear hey. from us until into November, mate. Because I know that guy, Pe- Pep is preparing more than you believe. More, More than, than you than believe. believe. His next game, his next press conference, he's going to be talking about um how good United are. And how oh, good I'm sick of it. He, he he's knows what he's doing. Shit. And I know he's going to try some madness like um Bernardo Silva at left back again or some shit just to <laughs> embarrass us even further. Pussy, old man. Especially as he lost to Arsenal. He's not going to go into the United game and lose to United. Oh, this no, is the no, statement no. game. 
No, no, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be messy, more than you believe. Uh, <laughs> I won't right, be at that anyway. All right, Blessed, thank you so much, Roddy, for hopping on, man. Thank you for your time again, no brother, man. And that's been another episode of Muga. I've been your host, Michael Akadiri. You guys take care and peace, people. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals I let man act like they don't know Check my record and learn that code 187, that's Andrew Cold Murderer beat, I'm cold Gonna link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals I let man act like they don't know Check man's record and learn that code 187, that's Andrew Cole Murderer beat, I'm cold When I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle of the field and check like scores But I still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Sports Social Podcast Network